show for guys sports. Texarkana's longest running sports talk show. With Zach and the Professor on 107.9, the fan. Good afternoon and welcome. Leaving the yard. You're on the fan 1079. Chuck Zack, Dodger Danny Williams. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait. I'm so used to saying that. I forget who you are anymore. Well, I'll be honest. While I was out in West Texas, I uh, considered waving my no trade clause. It's, really? so, it's so nice out there. It's 20 degrees cooler in the afternoon and okay. down in the 60s at night. And Okay. I'll be honest. You're going to trade me to West Texas? Every time I go out there, and I guess Alpine had a game the other night when we were out at Alpine, the baseball field, you know, where the bandage, not the bandits, the gunslingers used to play out in Alpine, but uh, it's so nice out there this time of year compared to here behind the pine curtain, and so... uh, So you weren't going to come home? What were we going to get for you? You wave your no trade clause, what am I getting? Prospect. (laughs) (laughs) This time of year you get a prospect. Really? Someone high in the farm system. Is there money involved too? Or just a just a problem? I don't think there's a whole lot of my salary to pick up. So. <laughs> if, if you're having to pick up part of my salary, no, I didn't want to do that. You're getting up pretty cheap. No, I, I, no, I didn't want to pick up your salary. I'm if just, I'm trading you? Yeah, I'm just saying. No. You don't have to spend a lot out of pocket to uh, cover my salary really? for the next year or two. Really? Yeah, I work pretty cheap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's good to see you. It's been a minute. It has been. You owe me a, a three for Thursday, by the way. I do. <laughs> so you owe me two this week. This Saturday. I'm going to do six for Saturday. <laughs> That's not how that works. That's not Just, even close. You call that... me up Saturday. I'm not calling. I'll have six for you. No. No, I'm going to be in a bad mood Saturday. Why is that? start back at school on, on Thursday. Back to in-service. Oh. Yes. I'm going to be in a mood Saturday. I didn't realize they were ha- having a, a school year this year. I right. thought maybe this <laughs> was back in power. <laughs> what? Wow. We're going 1958 here already? Jeez. No, I don't think that's happening. My friends on Arkansas side could appreciate yeah, that. They, they probably don't appreciate it. They understand it, but they don't appreciate it. All right. My wife's online doing this ACT thing today. She's taking the test? Yeah, well, she, you know, she's it's not fair. She teaches it now. Yeah, I know. More certifications. I think more... I've been on the test now that I've taught it. Yeah, I know. Well, anyway, they're doing uh, uh, the Navajo Code Talkers was part of the thing. Like, be. there's no history part of the ACT. She said, oh, it's part of the reading got to oh. put the sentences in the right order, like which happened when. Code talker order? Yeah, the code talkers. So I was I was all jazzed today. Got a little taste of the job today. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, coming up on the show today, uh, Dawoski Davis is coming in studio at 530. It's uh, day two of the beginning of high school football season. And so Liberty Allo's coach is going to hop in and join us at 530 today. Tomorrow we're doing golf talk. Zach Fisher will be on the phone with us tomorrow. How cool is that going to be? Now, where's he at this Time of year. Where's well, you're going to ask him that tomorrow. See, playing. You're going to ask him that tomorrow. I'm not going to. I'm not going right. to take away all your questions today. Think that's you the only ask... question I have for him. Well, if you like Danny Williams, probably yeah. <laughs> what are you? I had to beat him up to make him ask questions. Oh my gosh! I did. Sean Payton. 
Rogers. <laughs> Are you Rogers? Are you gonna come to his defense? <laughs> There's a man. <laughs> you can't just be Sean Payton and Dr. Day. I just did. His wheelhouse is baseball. If you get him out of his wheelhouse, he's not as comfortable. I just did. Wow. That no, is, right? He's wrong on so many levels. <laughs> anyway. That's what we got coming up for the uh, couple of what days this week. What did you just do? Did you sling water? Or I did. I put it down head. and it got a little splashy. Okay. So I, rather than you know, right. wiping it off on myself, I <laughs> slung it. Slung a little water. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like a booger flip. It was just a little water. Well, I <laughs> wish you hadn't gone with well, yeah. that particular analogy. Whatever. Anywho, uh, baseball, where last week it was Ranger Week and weekend. Today it's Astro Day. Well, they had to answer. They did answer. The, uh, the, the Rangers threw down the gauntlet, and today the Astros picked it up and threw it back at them and said, oh, we'll take your Scherzer and raise uh, Verlander. I don't know who wins in this deal. I mean, it feels to me like the Rangers still got a better deal. Well, I think if you combine Montgomery and Scherzer. Who no, I'm not think... even talking about that. I'm just talking about the trade for the Mets. It felt like the Astros gave up a lot more than the Rangers had to to make that deal. Well, well, I agree, but they're getting more. Verlander's a much better year than Scherzer. Well, I know. Even though his there's a lot of money involved. Yes, but just like the Rangers, I mean, yeah, just like with the Rangers, the Mets are going to help them eat part of that, where they're not having to eat the whole ninety four million. Well, if he reaches the plateau that he has was one hundred forty next year, next year one hundred forty innings, and I think they're going to end up paying like sixty of it. It's still a pretty hefty amount of money. Well, if you're the Astros, you figure the wind is this year and next year is about it. Yeah. They, yeah. Unless they find some pitching. Yeah. Unless they find some guys yeah. that can pitch. I mean, that lineup's still pretty good, but they're, they're, they're coming pretty short. Good, but they've they, lost some parts and yeah, all, but I'm have. just saying this wind is this year and next year. That said, they signed Verlander. Oh, I know they did. They just didn't want to spend $100 million on basically two or three years of service. Now they don't have to. They gave up a prospect, or a couple two, of prospects. Yeah, two really good yeah. ones. They're, they're number one and number four double-A guys. I read differently on the second yeah. one. I read their 11th best prospect. I think overall. Yeah. But but fourth best in double-A. Well, it don't matter what they are. It does what matter what level. Yeah, sure it does. No. Double-A is usually a pretty good indication, even may, maybe more so than triple-A, about how you're going to perform. I think what matters is their overall prospects. Where do they slot in? They obviously gave up their best prospects. Yes. Yes, they did. The other one, we'll see. As Maggie said, and I don't quote Maggie often in the previous hour, that – you do quote uh, Maggie a lot. Not on the air. Maggie you do an lot. awful lot in just regular but, conversation. Uh, she said there's a lot of margin of error on these baseball prospects. This is well, a, sure they're perfect. Yeah. And you so, don't know. But uh, all that said, I think they got a pretty good deal because what they need right now for the next two years is a front-end pitcher. Yeah. And what they got today for the cost of a pretty sure prospect right. and another one – on down the list was a front-end guy with probably two years left. Which tells you, and you, you mentioned, the window's about two years. Yeah. But to be honest with you, you're giving away one, as we said, maybe best prospect in their organization yeah. 
who's probably about that window away from being major league ready. Probably so. So he, he could have possibly helped him a year from now. Maybe he, he might have been a late season call up next year. This year, well, so this year. But all that said, all that said, this is the cost of chasing a title. Yeah, and both these teams have in mind chasing a title. And so they're not doing it to win a division. They're not doing it to appease a fan base. They're doing it because they think they have a legitimate chance. If Bruce Bochy wasn't on the bench this year for the Rangers, I don't think Chris Young would have made the deal that no, he made. If this was Woodward and we're looking to next year, and boy, what a great step forward we made this year, that would have been different. But with Bochy on the bench – I think the organization looks at itself differently. They went out and hired a guy that's won multiple World Series, who's been through this mix. He understands the process, and I suspect he told them that he thought they were close enough to make these deals. And, and we talked about this the other day, you weren't in here, but the conversation about getting Scherzer means means the loss of DeGrom next year is softened. Is mitigated somewhat. You still pain. Yeah, you are. But it's softened. But you got another and arm in. performance from some of these other guys in the first half. Now, they've, as my wife told me today, she used this term at lunch, and I heard it yesterday on Sports Talk. You know, they've got some guys on the struggle bus right now. Some of their young hitters are not hitting like they were. Your wife said this? Yes. Yeah. She was referring to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I say, very good analysis about yeah. Yeah. Ranger organization. Yeah, but anyway, I sh- they've got some folks on the struggle bus right sure. now. A couple of pitchers and some young hitters who had a horrific weekend. Hopefully this day off will bode well for them. They'll come back tonight and play better. But, you know, they had, you know, Young and uh, Duran and uh, I'm trying to think, uh, Tavares, those guys. They were horrible this past yeah. weekend. They were basically over the weekend. Yeah, they had been, it felt like, hitting a little above their station to this point in time. Tavares, I think, is going to be a comer. Duran hasn't shown anything yeah. up to this point in yeah. time. That guy we've seen yeah. this, this summer. Tavares, who'd had multiple trips up, had finally Figured it out. his stride. Right. right. And all uh, but uh, Young was looking like the rookie of the year. We'll see if they can ride. We don't know. This is a lot of games played. They had a bunch of uh, they had almost no days off in June, and so we'll see. This isn't the old Texas where they had to play in the heat. They're going back to the friendly, air-conditioned confines. Okay, okay, so give me this then, and, and I'm I'm surprised. I still I was even yesterday making the argument of I've I still believe the Mariners are coming, but the Mariners have made some moves in the last day or so that were. Sellers, not buyers. Yeah. And I was very surprised by that. I don't think their ownership is all that interested in coming. Well, they may not be. So so if you're, if you're now grading us, we've got the Rangers and the moves they made. Don't forget, Montgomery, the Angels Scherzer. didn't move Otani. No, no, no. And I'm saying, the Astros, who've now picked up Verlander, a yeah. front-end starter, and the Angels, who held on to their guy and added Giolotto, who was yeah. a really good starter as well, a couple of bats that had been in their organization yeah. before in, in Krohn and Grychuk. Who won this this trade deadline? Well, if I had to grade right now, I would give the Rangers a slight edge because they really gave Bochy some options now 
with his pitching staff. Not his getting a starter. Right. He now has more options with his pitching staff. Now, when you're it's dicey when you take maybe a Dunning and put him back in the pen or whatever or Martin Perez and say, Hey Martin, we may need you those are all dicey things sure. when guys have a starter's mentality. But because of the sheer numbers of pitchers they have now, Bochi has some options that he didn't have before. That was the most glaring weakness. Now, as we mentioned, some of these younger guys seem to have hit a wall hitting, and they didn't have a good, you know, and Darvish was on yesterday, which is happens He's a tough time. pitcher. Yeah. But uh, all that said, and San Diego showed a little life of late. And as a result, didn't trade yeah, people. Yeah, they didn't. They, they became buyers yesterday yeah. or today. And so, uh, all that said, I think because of such a glaring weakness in the bullpen, they didn't really have an ace to send out there in a game one of a series. Scherzer's not the Max Scherzer of Detroit or even Washington, but he's a guy that has had the brightest lights on him oh, yeah. and not afraid to take the baseball. No, you know, a, a little bit concerned about in, in yesterday's conversation, a little bit concerned about velocities down a bit, sure. spin rates down a bit. It's not snapping off breaking balls like he'd no. been in the past. But he's a dog and he, he wants a baseball. Looking at some comparisons to last year, he's got some areas that he's markedly down yeah. from a year ago. But, but people, people shouldn't sleep on Montgomery. He's no. got a better year than his 6 and 9 record. I know you look at his 6 and 9 record. Well, they no, the cards have been bad. Yeah, they've been. Very bad. And, bad, and and this guy has got some other stats that make you think he's better than his record indicates. And, and if you're a Cardinals fan, and we know there's still a bunch of those living around here, if you're a Cardinals fan, they got through this deadline. Unless I missed something the last twenty minutes, they moved some pitchers, but they didn't move the stars. They kept those Nolan Arenado, uh, and they and they kept Paul Paul Goldschmidt, and they kept those guys. Yeah, they'll reload. They'll didn't be back. move them. Added some young guys yeah. and decided, and probably have in their farm system enough arms to yes. say, I can part they with some of these guys. Have arms in the, or they'll sign them in the offseason. Well, but the girls always seem to have arms. They, they like to develop their own pitchers. So that's been their history and all. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's I, I do like the move for the Astros. I don't mean to underappreciate what they did today going out. No, it's a great and, move. And for getting them. Verlander. His familiarity, he and Dusty know each other. They'll work well together. And, and I think Verlander wanted to stay. But they just, the Mets threw crazy money at him. He's got to keep up with Kate. You need crazy money. Just saying. Think she's high dollar? Think she's got picky taste? Uh, I would. I don't know about picky taste. Oh, Probably she's champagne picky. taste. I think she's picky. I don't think. Really? She, yeah, I don't think champagne says it. Really? I Where think, do you get that from? I think if it's a uh, champagne, it's a higher quality. She's very picky with her champagne. She likes the finer things. Even more on the high end of the finer things. That's why Verlander needs that big money. Uh, at some point, why do you think he's still pitching at 40? I don't it, think he's got enough money stored up yet to it, take care of Kate Upton for the rest of her life. It looks like a good investment thus far. So far. Yeah. It's 15, yeah. almost 16 after 5. We're going to take a break. Coming back in just a couple of minutes, Dawaski Davis, Liberty Island's head football coach. Going to hang out with us the last half of the show. We'll come back in just a minute. You're on Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor on the Fan 1079. 
We are back. 19 after 5, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 107.9. Uh, coming up in about uh, 10-ish, 15 minutes, we'll have uh, Dawoski Davison here. We'll talk a little Liberty Ilo football as we've jumped into the beginning of, we can't even say two-a-days anymore. Nobody's really doing two-a-days. No, nobody's doing two-a-days. Summer workouts. Uh, we, were, we were doing baseball trades. A couple others came across. The trade deadline was 5 o'clock our time. So uh, as we were getting ready to go on the air, the last few got sent into the commissioner's offices. Here's what we got. Rangers pick up another guy. They got a, a catcher, Austin Hedges, from Pittsburgh. So we kind of looked at each other like, hmm, does that mean – Jonah Heim may Jonah be Heim. more hurt than we thought. Yeah. Because they have Garver, who's quality backup. Who's... But you don't want to play one catcher. <laughs> So they've decided to make a move here and, and, and pull the, the trigger on that. Arizona got uh, another Met moved, uh, Tommy Pham, who's the last few years has been kind of bopping around from place yeah. to place. Uh, he ends up going to Arizona. Uh, and Baltimore, who's a team the Rangers should be keeping an eye on. Yeah, that's a possible matchup yep. in a playoff series. They grabbed themselves a Cardinal arm, too. Jack Flattery ended up being traded from St. Louis to Baltimore. So couple of moves around not only the Rangers but uh, teams that may be uh, that may matter in the postseason may see the Rangers Yankees did nothing yeah, picked up so a, a relief pitcher I figured they'd go get a bat uh, go back to the Rangers and the catcher remind everybody we're not that far from expanded rosters no and most teams carry three catchers during the period of expanded rosters right and so uh, and you kind of get to pick Come into playoffs, who's hot and who's not, and you know, catching on the defensive side, I don't think is going to be nearly as important going forward, considering how successful people are stealing bases now. Yeah, I mean, guys who can steal, what are they like a seventy nine percent? It's outrageous uh, success rate yeah. right now. Yeah, pitchers aren't very good at holding them on. Nope. And there's either two types of players now. There's a handful of us who can steal base. There's a bunch of station-to-station guys out there who don't even attempt it. Right. That's right. And so I don't think the catching position on the defensive side is nearly as important to have a shutdown catcher anymore. Well, you you say that. I'm going to go back to this argument, though. The defensive side doesn't just mean throwing. I know. It also, we, the, yeah, I mean, guys— I don't remember who's the catcher I saw the other day who has one of the worst rates of strike calls— for balls yeah. that are strikes. Yeah, I, I agree. Because of the way he's not framing, yeah. he's moving the glove, and umpires behind him aren't seeing it as strikes. And he's really doing a bad job helping his pitchers. Which I is, want to say it's in Oakland, which, which is, makes sense. Part of handling a pitcher, right. our pitching staff, is doing the best you can for them, not only in calling a ball game and working with them and helping them struggle through a bad inning or whatever, but... Uh, and helping umpires. Yeah, but in the, I still think the number one thing for a catcher used to be could you shut down a running game no now, question now it's it's almost impossible yeah. with the big bases yeah. either a guy can steal or he can't well like you said the guys that are fast are going to go and the guys that aren't fast aren't going yeah there's and a I, lot of ball station to station yeah. guys in this game i right? was gonna say i think managers have figured out it's not worth the risk yeah you're taking a guy off the bases especially with with nobody out isn't worth the risk no, anymore because it's a lot of old Weaver baseball right now. Why get somebody thrown out when the next guy up may lift one out of the park? Yeah. Anyway, so as our trade deadline comes to a close for 2023, that's the last moves going on today. So Verlander was the biggest name today. Flattery is a pretty big name as well. But, I mean, I, 
Don't know who else would have been on the block. Cubs stood pat, actually added a guy today. Well, the Cubs uh, have played well. Cincinnati handled them yesterday, but... Yes, they're back in the race, and I think they're three and a half games out of the yeah. wild card. If you're that Dude. close in the wild card, you got to keep, you got to go for it. You can't let it alone, especially if you got a fan base that hasn't. You it's know, been a while. Falling on some hard it's not years. like they expect anything, but like every hundred years. Well, so. it's not been a hundred yet, but it's been about a decade now. You yeah. want to get back in there and well, you got a big fan base who puts a lot of money into the uh, team, and uh, you want to try to reward them with a competitive ball club. Yes. So the Cubs are doing that. It's kind of good to see. Cross town, the White Sox are giving away everybody. Yeah. The, uh, Another disappointing year for the White Sox. Maybe it wasn't La Russa. Mm, or maybe La Russa just tainted this thing so badly they didn't care. But your sellers this year became the Mets, the White Sox, the Cardinals. Yeah. In fact, uh, the, the one guy the Dodgers were looking at, they had a pitcher in Detroit who they were serious about. All parties were in agreement until he said, no, I don't want to go to L.A and pulled out his no-trade clause part of his contract and killed the deal. So he really... Who doesn't want to leave Detroit? Right. Right. And and his agent must have said something about a renegotiation or no likelihood or you're better off being where you're at and being an all-star. And I, I don't know. Or, or, or you're, you're not better off joining the Dodgers... Who will be in the postseason? Will be in the postseason, having a chance to get maybe a ring, yeah. and showing your value to a national audience. And granted, you're not playing for the fans, but you're playing under pressure, and you're going to convince there's, GM. There's something there, the agent said to him, "Nah, dude, this this may look great, but it's got a downside to it." Or maybe he's a guy who doesn't really like to play yeah. under the spotlight. We've, we've, seen, we've seen guys not do well in New York. Yeah, and LA is just as bright a light. It's true. So Dodgers did not pick up the arm they were looking for. And we will see as they head into the playoffs what kind of uh, pitching staff they've got. All right, Dawoski's in the hall. We'll take the break real quick. We'll get him in here and set up, and we'll get ready to talk a little Liberty Ilo football when we come back. Leaving the yard, Zach and the professor on the fan, 27 after 5, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 107.9. Love this time of year. We start talking football, high school football, which means we get some of our favorite people to come in here. And Dawoski Davis is near the top of the list. I'm not going to say at the top of the list. You're near the top of the list. <laughs> yes, sir. We, I, 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 won't, I won't name names. It wasn't Zach Fowler. It wasn't for Zach. No, no. Uh, well, Zach's got more hair. That yeah. counts for something. It's good to see you. Oh, great to be here. Now, we were hanging out a lot back in May and June. Saw you all the time at baseball games. Yes, all the time. I try to go out and support and be there for them. Pretty good year. Yes, it was fun. Yeah, I always believe that uh, you, you get kids, especially if they're involved in more than one sport, that have that kind of success, get to go to state, it bleeds over into the next sports they've tasted it they felt what it's like 
they come back and tell kids who aren't involved, we want to get there. It's that big. Yes. I mean, and that's the whole deal, like we talked about earlier. It's just going to carry over through the whole athletic program. Um, the momentum is shifted in the right direction with baseball, and we got several guys that play baseball right. and football. So we just feel like it's contagious right now. Now, nowadays, Coach, Barry Norton hired Robert Cochran to be his personal driver. <laughs> so when you were making those road trips uh, this spring, uh, which one of the Brewer brothers did you have hi- drive you around there? Well, Billy did a lot of driving for us. <laughs> <laughs> we had fun, I'm telling you. It was a good time to hang out. I All bet right, it was. I just want to check see if yes, you were in good hands. Huh? <laughs> Oh, you guys started practice. You're practicing early in the day because obviously this is a week that's nothing to play with. I mean, there's already there's there's bulletins going out. I'm sure UIL's been sending them about making sure kids aren't exposed to too much of the heat and keeping them hydrated. And of course, we had the bad episode that happened in the Dallas area back in January. Yes. There's a lot of folks paying attention to what you do with these kids right now. Yes, sir. It is. I mean, we we get a lot of literature right now on it. Um, we try to make sure we guard we normally i'm a 8 to 11 guy well this year we went to 7 to 10 yep. um water breaks every 15 minutes um we got ice towels put on the necks to cool them off quick and um we're just doing every we even got an air conditioning unit that we got on the field too just to keep them cool as quickly as possible yeah. so they've been holding up pretty good now, today was tough this week's gonna be bad yes next week it's not supposed to be quite as hot, but but you guys, you know, the kids start going back to school week after next. Next week for us. Next week yeah. for you. Mm. So you really got to change practice schedule out of the mornings and back toward the afternoon. Are you a little worried about that? Yeah, I'm just glad we're getting a chance to get them in shape before we go to that heat because that's a different kind of heat in yeah. the evening time. But um, we're getting in pretty good shape. Of course, we got three-fourths of our kids been showing up all summer regularly, and they're not hurting. It's the ones that we haven't seen much of. Those are the ones hurting a little bit. But we feel like by the time, by Thursday of next week, Wednesday of next week, we'll be a little bit better. But that's a different kind of heat. How many big trash cans you got around the field? <laughs> Got a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> they've been using them. Yes, they've been using them. <laughs> well, you get, drop a couple of pounds, right. get in play in shape. All that goes hand in hand, coach. Yes, right? That's a tradition. <laughs> oh yeah, tradition it is. Now we, you know, I was talking the other day to, to Coach Stanford over at Texas High, and as much for players, if the coaches hadn't been. They've been laying around the couch for the summer. It's just as hot for them. They may not be running wind sprints, but they're coaches that can fall out. Yeah, they got to hold up, too. Um, We got quite a few that play a lot of golf, and um, (laughs) they've been out there in that heat a little bit. The last couple of outings, they didn't like it very well. No, I'm sure not. But, um, you know, they're doing a pretty good job holding up for the kids and pushing them, and quite a few of them in pretty good shape this year. They knew what was uh, in store. Right. All right, so you got a four-man scramble. Who's on your team? Um, Stan Kimball. Okay, your DC, Craig right? Jones. Oh yes, yeah, sir. Craig. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Zach Fowler. All right, and, and you. There's yeah. your four. All right, are you the A player on that or the D player? Yeah, I'm, I'm at the bottom of the list. <laughs> <laughs> I know one would like to be in that foursome, and that's Dylan Surratt. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> he's not ready for that, Coach. Too much. <laughs> always thinks he's ready for it, but he's not ready. Too much pressure. Now, Coach. Uh, 
do you have the big straw hat you wear, or what do you wear on the practice field? Um, I wear a bucket hat. I make sure, try to get my neck and ears covered up pretty good, and um, I keep a long sleeve on just to um, yes. sweat and keep me cool. People don't think you're like, well, you, you strip off the clothes. No, that's no. you. You want to sweat. You want to be able to uh, yes. that air conditioning and you. it cools you off. That's really right. Quick. You got. You mentioned Coach Kimball. You got your OC and your DC back for what second time now? Second year. Yeah, second year. Yeah, yeah. Feeling a little more comfortable having those guys running those two parts of your team back for a second year. Yeah, they're two great guys. Um, very knowledgeable. Um, it really helps our kids in the fact that experiencing second nature i mean you snap at the finger they they still remember and retain everything we had um and it's just speeding up everything the learning curve is what really went by fast um our kids are really understanding what they both brought to the table and to the staff so i feel really good where we're at right now and those two guys there i can't say enough about you you lost trey carson went off to a i won't say better but bigger things yeah how do you replace a guy like that? Because that kind of guy's got a lot of credibility with the kids. Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, he before he got hired, years before, he was working the kids out, training a bunch of them. Right. Um, then we kind of visited a little bit, and he was like, ah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not ready for that yet. Right. And then he turned around and did, and, I mean, he was valuable in all three sports, and um, it's going to be tough to replace him. Um, so right now I'm working on trying to – nail that last spot I got on the staff and um, we just absorbing everything right now until we get somebody and full head of steam. Yeah. Is this LaMichael James guy maybe available? <laughs> oh, LaMichael, boy, he's funny because he says, ah, I'd like to coach, but I don't want to do any teaching whatsoever. Until <laughs> 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 you get a certain level. Exactly. Did you tell him you didn't start out that way? You had to work to that? Kind <laughs> of earn that by time in. No kidding. Dawoski yeah. Davis from Liberty Isle joining us this afternoon. Now, there was talk this summer and social media and all that you were getting a kid moving in from Alabama. Did he indeed show up? And is that going to be a, a positive for the Leopards? He's a talented young man. I mean, he, he can do multiple things. And um, he's, he's, um, he's special in his own way. And um, like I said, we we're fortunate this year that skill wise, we're really deep this year, skill wise and talent wise. I mean, and we had some young guys that really stepped up, and um, a couple of seniors showed up all summer. And I mean, they have really changed the direction of what we got. So, we um, skill wise, we feel really good where we're at right now. He's a talented group of guys. You uh, you lost a couple of the kids, obviously. I mean, Tracy Revels has been a big part of that program for several years. And I don't know, J.J. Hampton went on his eighth or ninth year of high school, it felt like. He'd been there forever. <laughs> yes, he was a three-year starter. I keep telling everybody, they ask, I say, well, he's a three-year starter. Yeah. And everybody's like, hey, he's like he was there for five years. I know, that's what it felt like. But you lose him and you lose Cal, yeah. which means quarterback now kind of becomes a place where Britton Pipes – Played well last year at the JV. Is yes. he the guy, or is there a competition for this job? Well, um, you know, it's been pretty competitive. He's been in baseball a bunch right. and uh, missed a lot. But uh, Cameron Hadaway has really stepped up to the challenge to be that guy, extra guy in there. And um, we feel comfortable 
with either one of them, but Britton's kind of going to be the starter because Cameron's going to play a lot of D okay. and start over there, but he's a power-running guy. He's physical and tough. Um, Britton brings a little bit of a mixture of everything. I mean, great leader, uh, mobile, um, got a pretty big arm too as well. So um, people played us one way last year. They can't do that this year. Right. You like having two guys? Yeah, we'll short yardage type stuff. That will be Kevin's place. So, so maybe some packages, yeah, particularly all. goal line stuff and yeah. stuff like that. Britain's going to be the man. Okay. And, um, that, like I said, we we still got a few other wrinkles with some other skill guys as well. So we're just going to utilize what we got. And our kids, um, just being around them this, these last two days, I mean, it's kind of funny. They're just like, oh, yeah, okay. And it's going about their business because they all know – and they're able to play multiple places now, sure. too. So, You know, if, if you've listened to this show at all over 20 years, we're going to say the same question almost every time. Liberty Idol's always got tons of speed and tons of skill, guys, and struggles to find big bodies. Is that the M.O. again this year? We don't have a bunch of big bodies, but everybody up front that started for us last year is back. Excellent. Um, two... Uh, one of them was about 220 last year. It's about 255 this year. Um, we got another one is like 330. He's down about 295. All right, so I that, mean, both of them moving in the right direction. Exactly. One up a little bit, one down a little bit. Exactly. Okay. Then we still got the little fire plug of them all, um, Shamar Pickett. And um, we feel pretty comfortable this year. Last year we knew – we're going to be able to play a little bit, but we were just worried about how far along we could get those guys. Sure. This year, all of them took snaps last year all season. So it's it's been a whole lot cleaner. And like I said, we're a little bigger and we're, we're much, definitely stronger too. So we feel better up front. We can do some things inside. Now. You guys spent a lot of time in the weight room this summer? Spring and summer. Spring we, and summer. We did a lot. I mean, from off-season – to straight summer, they have been working. Um, some people say, ah, they're not working very hard. Yes, they are. They are pretty strong. Who right says now. that? Uh, everybody th- feels like you got to stay out there for two or three hours uh. in the summer. We we didn't have to do that. So you got two scrimmages, right? Yes, sir. Tatum. Who's your other one? Carthy. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you answer that phone, Coach? I, I don't understand. Why do you answer that phone call? Yeah, we um, we got in a situation, and of course we played against each other in high school, know each other well. But I felt like the Tatum scrimmage at the time, Tatum had graduated like thirty kids, and thought they would be down. So I didn't want to have two soft scrimmages. But um, Whitney's not going to stay down. Yeah. <laughs> They um, they were pretty good last year. They yeah. ended up being pretty good late. Yeah, um, we got after them pretty good early. Yeah, and um, like I said, that was Prevost coming out party because the first pass of the game, he catches it one hand, turns around and goes up the field, and he's sixty six yards later, he scores. Yep. So um, Tatum, they're going to be fired up this year because we kind of we kind of got after them pretty good last year. So they couldn't defend the pass, and we worked them over. So this year, we know we're going to get their A game. And, of course, Carthage, they're going to bring out that army, and they, we're going to get their A game. So what you call it, an army? Yeah, they got a bunch of them. <laughs> they just kept on. They running teams out there. The freshman had about 50. JV had about 60. Varsity, about 65. I mean, they're all shapes and sizes. All their That's five-A numbers, yeah, Coach. I, I, That's not four-A oh, numbers. Oh, no doubt. No, I was You're about right. to say the same thing. When are they just going to move up? Just go yeah, up to five-A 
nice to get them gone. That's for sure. <laughs> What's the benefit of that for you? You you mentioned the fact that Tatum a little bit smaller. A lot of guys graduating kind of helps build up a little confidence in your guys. What's the flip side benefit of, of taking on the army of Carthage? Well, it, it really um, we found a lot of, out about our team last year. Um, right out of the box, um, the sub varsity they're, they're way better than our sub varsity because they got guys that can't play on the varsity right. because they got so much stuff. So they they worked us over pretty good on sub varsity, but then. The varsity, our kids got out there and a little bit intimidated, I guess, a little bit. And then after a while, we started hitting them and it got real physical out there. Um, they just a little farther along offensively than we sure. were last year because they just so big on both sides of the ball up front. But um, we welcome the challenge because if you want to be the best, you got to play and beat the best. Well, and, and the reality is in the playoffs, you may see them. Yeah, you're right. I mean, so, you know, that's you, – you, you may be ready. Well, that's yeah. good to see them at some point. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Because if you're seeing Carthage again, you've had a good year. You had a good year. So that's that's not, our goal. Non, non-district. What are you guys starting with? When you um, actually start the year? Play Henderson at home. Okay. Yes. And then, uh, and that's been something you guys have done a few times over the years. Yeah. Even when the COVID, when we, neither right. one of us could find a game, we played each other. And it was a dog fight. Right. Um, this past season, it was early. And then we finally pushed away at the end. Um, then we have uh, Mount Pleasant. Okay. Um, we have Atlanta. Um, we have Sulphur Springs. and um, Which was a really one that you look back last year and think, man, that's, it was, A, it's a good test for y'all, but yes. B, I know talking to Chop, he felt like that was one that y'all let kind of slip away. We here. let that one slip away. We had more drops in that game than we had the entire district campaign. Mm. And, I mean, the drops were nobody within the vicinity of our guys, and we just – they they were opportunistic against us, and we just I feel like we was we thought we won the game before we played it. Right. And um, after that, kind of woke us up a little bit. Do you, do you like this non district schedule? Because it feels like this is a pretty good test of guys. You're a little bit bigger, a little bit smaller, but guys in your wheelhouse where it's it should be competitive games. Yeah, and that's. People thought I was crazy when I scheduled that because um, and I told them, I said, well, Sulphur Springs, we've been scrimmaging them since I've been here. Right. Uh, Mount Pleasant, they have a history. Atlanta, they have a history. Now, speaking of Atlanta, do, do LA kids still get up for Atlanta like the old days? Atlanta gets up for us a little bit more, more than we do. Our kids still know they don't like the fact of getting beat by Atlanta. Sure. But at the same time, I think it's more to them than it is for our kids. But it's a lot of chatter that week, that's for sure. They kind of bring the best out of our kids because they start talking early. And, um, <laughs> Can't so, imagine that. Yeah, the kids so, from Atlanta do a little talking. <laughs> so our kids, they really get after it. But um, same time, it's not what it used to be. But Atlanta's going to play us. They're going to play us tough. And then we just have to be focused and ready for them. Well, part of why it's not what it used to be is guys used to be in district together. Yes. The, the the scary part, maybe you could end up in district again. A snapshot yes. day is going to come out in, what, two, three months from, from yesterday. I don't or think that'd before. be less scary. If they... <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, as a guy who has to play the Carthages of the world, the Gilmers, the PGs, their attendance seems to be going up. You guys are coming down right now. Does it feel like you're a better place at 3A instead of 4 right now? Yeah, we're we're outnumbered every night by two to one out there every night. But our kids, they play well and they play hard, and um, we feel like it. We can play with the big guys. We just 
wear down eventually, but people our side, like Atlanta and Tatum, um, we we played them pretty good yeah. and got after them really well. So we feel like we can go down. Um, we'll be playing against people apples to apples. Right, now. right. So um, we, we feel pretty good about that. But at the time, our program is transitioning with um, – our numbers are back. They're right. coming up, um, and then our young kids are really talented. And we just took a baseball team to the state finals. Yes, at four I mean, A. So I mean, exactly. you know, so we we can we feel like we can play four A, but we really feel like really good about the three A. Right. Part. We'll take a break. You stick around. Yes, sir. Dawoski Davis hanging out with us this afternoon. We'll come right back here on Leaving the Yard. Excessive heat warning until 9 o'clock tomorrow night. Otherwise, partly cloudy tonight, low of 79. Sunny and hot tomorrow, high of 102. Heat index values as high as 114. Clear tomorrow night with a low of 82. Come to our next live road show this Saturday between 10 and 1 at iFurnish 3224 North State Line. If your six-digit combination opens the cash vault, you'll win $50,000. Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty ILO ISD. At Liberty ILO, our educators will assist your child to become a college graduate and ready. We believe a safe and secure environment provides the peace of mind necessary for the pursuit of excellence. Our school environment gives our students and staff the freedom to pursue and achieve the highest levels of performance. As we say at Liberty ILO, let the pride never die. Escape the screens. The sun bathes everything in golden glow. Into a cold organic beer that tastes as perfect as nature itself. That's pure gold. All right, it's about 13 till 6, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on the fan 107.9. Believe it or not, we're actually going to have Kirk and company back again tomorrow. Yes. And? Well, we still don't have a Wednesday morning oh. person regular yet, so I figured, <laughs> I figured since you've missed me, oh, you'd probably want to jump in there and do that with me in the morning. Jeez, never mind. <laughs> tomorrow afternoon, Zach Fisher is going to be on the phones. We'll talk some golf tomorrow with the open qualifying Zach Fisher this year. Zawaski Davis is sitting in with us this afternoon, Liberty Ilo's head football coach, athletic director, as we're just kind of talking up the leopards, getting ready for the 2023 season. Now, Coach, everybody out there has got them. PG Gilmer, Gilmer PG, whatever whatever spot in the Northeast <laughs> Texas area you are, you favor one or the other, it feels like. Do, do you guys feel like we're playing for third in this thing, or do you feel like I think they're judging us a little early and giving one and two without uh, anybody else's input? Well, we feel really good talking about those two. Um, we we know they're going to be tough, and that's a measuring stick. But at the same time, they're not worried about us, and that's a good thing. But um, we're using that as motivation to um, get to where we need to be at. I mean, they're both established, and we're trying to get there. But at the same time, as long as people aren't about them too, they don't see us coming anywhere else. Two years ago, your program, before you were there, was 0-10. I know. And, and two years later, we're having this pretty serious conversation about we're sneaking up on some of these folks. We made strides from last year and kind of turned this thing back around. You got seniors who are helping to define the culture in the off season and really holding kids accountable. Did you feel two years ago like this was possible to be here right now where you are? You know, 
we had a dream of it it would be there yeah um but at the same time you know the last year's seniors i came in they were freshmen and we knew we could kind of get started because I was close to that class and several of us were around them. Um, we felt like we could get better. And um, last year we was kind of gauging five and five, maybe six and four, and then we ended up going seven and four. And um, we had a four-game win streak last year that kind of surprised a lot of people, but it doesn't surprise me because how hard our kids work and how hard our coaches work. So between the two – and with this is the new regime of kids that that's all they know is what we've teaching them now. Right. So we feel really, really good that we're going to be better than we were last year. And we kind of scared some people, but um, at the same time, we feel like this is our time. How, how important was it getting that playoff game last year? Man, it was important. Two reasons, finishing third and getting in there because – um, we had some things not to go our way, and um, it still kept on. And we kind of had a lull after we went 4-0. We kind of stumped our toe a little bit. And, you know, kids going to be kids. And they got a little complacent. And we finally got to ship right in the second half of the Pittsburgh game and to come back from 21-7 down mm-hmm. to beat them. And after that, of course, playoff game, a lot of variables in that game, and of course we caught a hot team, and um, in a rainy night. But like I said everything that, wrong. Hot everything, team and, and the conditions that slow you guys down. It was just a ball didn't bounce right yeah. that night. So, but it's other nights coming. How hard is it with a four and O team that hadn't really done anything before to help them understand you aren't that good just yet? <laughs> that was a chore. I, I mean, bet it was. Um, I. I've kind of pushed them a little hard just to try to overcome that because I knew it was there, and um, we got to suffer and we saw it. Right. And, but I, we saw it coming. It, it was just we weren't used to that, and now they just expect to win, and they like being physical, and they've worked hard to get there. It's a different so, maturity, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it makes a big difference. Yeah. I mean, we see a whole lot different in a lot of kids on the team this year from last year. They weren't very sure of themselves, but now they're very sure. Coach, Chuck and I have been doing this 20 years. I don't know if we've ever seen a receiver who's going to be a sophomore that's been hyped as much as the Prevo kid has. Is that a weapon that as you go into the season, you kind of already go in thinking, well, he's going to draw a lot of double teams, and so we're going to do things to play off of that. How do you approach a season when you've got a kid that is obviously in the age of social media so hyped, and that's good and bad. We know that. But talk about how you as a coach approach that when you know that opposition is so game planning around a kid like that. Yeah, um, we know coming in this season what he's going to see. He's going to see a lot of double teams, guy in his face, one over the top. Um, but we've been working on schemes to a point utilizing that in our favor. And, of course, we have a couple of guys who really have blossomed and become a go-to and steady guy to the point where we hope they do that. Then we got some other kids going to have a lot of stats. And then, of course – our quarterback can turn the corner too, so that makes it even more. So they got to pick and choose how they're going to play us, but they're going to do it early until we prove we we got a plan. You know, we we covered Longview the last two years. Got a chance to see Jalen Hale, who one of those kind of kids playing at Alabama now. Yes, and Longview same kind of problem. 
We've got a kid who's so good, he's going to draw double coverage. We know it's going to let other guys get open. But in honest, all honesty, they never really took advantage of the other guys. They kept going to him because he was so good and so dependable that a lot of other guys ended up standing around and not getting involved in the offense. Is that a fear? We fall in love with one guy, and well, they got two or three other guys who are pretty darn good who never see a ball. Yeah, I mean, we can put four receivers out there that's pretty dang good to the point where um, we're going to move Primo around a little bit because we know what's going to happen, but at the same time, the other guys really know now because we've been preaching it that, hey, you get out there and catch the ball and make plays, you're not going to see what he's going to see, which you're going to open our offense up right. if you catch the ball and make plays. So we've been preaching playmakers make plays, and um, so far they've been living up to it, which is going to help Prevo out and it's going to help the offense out. How's he handling the attention? Because colleges, I'm sure, are constant on him. Oh, they're, they're constant. He um, He's just happy-go-lucky. He comes out and works. He he practices hard every snap. Whatever snap he's out there, he's going full speed. A lot of times at the end of practice, he's dead in the water because right. he doesn't take any plays off last year. And right now, he's a little thicker than what he was last year. Got him in the weight room. And he's gotten serious about that. Um, and it, stronger, bigger, and faster. So – that's going to help with some of that stuff, too. Do, do you like him out wide, or do you like him in the slot more? Um, out wide, last year was great for him. Um, moving around a little bit in the slot is going to help because it really creates some problems because then we can just jet him across formation. Right. And he's gone if you get across there pretty good. And then, two, we can put our other – or number two over there with him, and even put a number three over there that sandwich him up. So, okay, you got to pick, pick your poison, what you want. Right. All right, with W.T. Jones this year, I'm assuming the bulk of his snaps will be defense, but yet you're going to use him some on offense. Are you going to move him around on defense to try to, you know, let him come at different angles, or what's the plan with W.T.? W.T. is a throwback. I mean, that guy there <laughs> – he played so many snaps last year. Uh, we were scared because he just play all night long. But um, WT is going to be moving around on defense a little bit. And um, offensively, he's still going to come in at times at that H back and go out wide because we know possession guy, he's going to catch the ball. If he, can get it, if he touches it, it's Does he look for somebody to run over at that point? Or? Yeah, he, <laughs> he loves contact. I'm telling you, he loves contact. And he – he can be banged up one week and you say, hey, man, uh, we need to sit you out now, Coach. I'm good. Go out there and battle another one, and then you got to drag him off. But he's a throwback guy, and he's just something that fuels the defense, fuels the offense, because they know what he brings to the table, and that's everything he got. How do you limit a guy like that in the non-district games that don't really count for anything so that he's healthy when you get to the part of the schedule that does? Yeah, we um, the one good thing we feel like this year, skill-wise, we're a whole lot better so we can um, decrease some of his snaps, so to speak. Um, linebackers, we have our four linebackers back. Nice. And then we got another one that didn't play last year that um, started all the years until he just didn't play. Right. So we got an extra linebacker there, and we got several receivers. And we even have a we have a big body to put on that edge of the line of scrimmage too. So we um, we got some avenues now. Sounds like you got weapons, Coach. Yes, sir. Hey. I'm telling you. In your kicking game? 
Well, we got a guy that uh, <laughs> we graduated Cal, and Cal was our kicking yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, but we found one. Our soccer coach found us one, and um, he had the big leg. He's young, but um, he starts working tomorrow. Okay. So, um, we feel like some of the coaches got out there and looked at him in class, PE class, and they're like, he has potential. So. We keep that going, and if our soccer coach finds us another one to go with that, we'll be happy, and he'll be earning all of his money. <laughs> now, you're going to put him punter and kicker, or are you just going to have him kicking? Kicking, just kicking. So yeah. you got to find a punter. Oh, uh, we got we got three of them. That you got are three battling right now. Okay, I mean they um, we we rugby style punt, and we okay. got three of them that can. Do you like do that? that? You like that rugby style? It takes pressure up front off of it, and everybody's so worried about our speed. So we get to run, and they think we're going to run, and then we kick it. So. Is that is it is it kicker's option to be able to run or not run in your in your team? No, we no, he's kicking. <laughs> he's kicking. He don't kick you until yeah. I say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> but you wonder that sometimes if you yeah, got right. a kid, you know, you got a Will Middlebrooks, a kid that's yeah. savvy and knows what's going on. You run him out that way, you kind of think that's a kid that can make a decision that. He's gonna he's gonna do the right thing if it's presented to him. Yeah, Cal. I mean, Cal was um, ahead of the game in that part, and um, we knew. We asked him what he saw and stuff like that, and Cal could really tell, and we utilized that pretty good. And then two of the three this year can throw the football well, and um, which that's going to add another part of the equation right. as well. So we're going to make people defend a lot of stuff you make me think though coach it's they gotta pull your teeth to make you do something unconventional you like <laughs> conventional <laughs> stuff it looks yes, like I'm telling uh, you, i don't I need like all that bells and whistles that's yeah. right first time pops takes off he's going i don't know i don't think it sounds good yeah i'm telling you but yeah we go We'll make people worry about it. There you go. Well, we appreciate you coming in, Dawoski Davis. It's always good seeing you again. Awesome. And uh, great to uh, get ready for another football season. Now we just got to keep everybody healthy, get them through this hot weather, and get ready to roll. Get to the game. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you very much. We are done for this afternoon. Again, Zach Fisher going to join us tomorrow on the phone, 530. We'll talk some golf. Otherwise, we're done for today. Leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079. You guys take care. We'll see you in 23 hours.